Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, you're hanging out with Brian and Cammie on something we call the Shape of a Circle podcast. Here we are. We talk about how everyday discipleship is shaped by their everyday relationships. Yeah. And we got a fun one to kick off the new year, piggybacking off of uh, uh, an annual tradition at the church where Cammie and I pastor. Mm-hmm. Talk so, us through it, Cammie. What is this? What are we doing? It's a fun one. Uh, we like to pray out one word. So we like to pick a word in January, sometimes February, (laughs) if it has to, um, and really kick off our year. And it's kind of resolution-esque, I guess, like, right? Fresh start. Everyone likes to start a new year with some changes and some fresh perspectives. So it's kind of that that feeling of a new year, a new word. And uh, so it's fun. We like to do it. And the really interesting thing is if you can... You're, you're, you're listening to Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is not a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. This is not the best goal that matriculated to the top of your list. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is or the, the same w- goal that you've had every year <laughs> for the last 10 years. Because this year is going to be different. <laughs> right. if, if I try harder or say it again. <laughs> now this, this, is, this is what Jesus speaks to you. Mm-hmm. His word for you to guide and direct a, a whole year. And part of what I like about the principle of it is... If, if if you can get to that sure place place of knowing I've heard at least one word from God, yeah, it gives you the framework for hearing more words from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this there's no better time to do this at at the start of a year. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of become an annual tradition mm-hmm. uh, at our church, just kind of a discipleship method. And um, uh, it, other churches do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started with a series put out there by Craig Groeschel, Life Church, uh, amazing guy. And we're repurposing it for ourselves. Yeah. And so we're going to break it down for you in a, in a couple episodes here, kind of talking around it further. You already mm-hmm. heard the gist of it, but uh, Cammie and I are going to walk you through some of the details thereof. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, really for us, it is finding that one word, praying it out, listening for it, right? And then uh, going a step beyond that and going back to the Bible and saying, okay, is my one word backed up by scripture, right? Do Mm -hmm. I have a scripture that's speaking to me that I really feel like God's putting on my heart? Um, And then, I don't know, I don't know about you. I feel like it takes me a couple weeks to kind of chew on it and pray through it and just make sure, like, is this really my word or is this just a feel-good word for the week? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or is it really me trying to matriculate this word into my life? Um, So it really is kind of a process And then all throughout the year, right, it's going back to that word and revisiting it throughout the year. And what are you going to teach me about it now? And uh, I just think it's really cool because in my my experience is it's never a word I, I pick. It's always something that I wouldn't have thought I needed. And it's generally something where God knows what's going to happen in my year. And so he knows this is your word and Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And so I don't, it doesn't make sense until it makes sense. It is. So it's cool. Just listen to God long enough, prayerfully enough, alongside others enough, mm-hmm. scripturally enough to know this, this is one word I'm supposed to carry this year. And you'll be surprised how spot on it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, today we want to direct it towards thoughts. Yeah. Having one thought that goes with your one word mm-hmm. and it very much is related to getting one scripture. The, the scripture is the thought. Yeah. Um, and uh, really, this is coming out of Romans chapter 12. Yep. 
Yeah, verse 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, so picture a 12-month trans- transformation mm-hmm. that you actually arrived at this word, that this word, whether it was joy, peace, um, trust is usually a big one. Trust is a big one. Forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, start over, mm-hmm. uh, whatever your word is, let's, let's say 12 months from now, you, you have really arrived there. Mm-hmm. You have been transformed. Mm-hmm. Pair that up with Romans 12 and it's saying you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. What, is, is that really how it works? Like is, is the mind the source of change in our lives? Do our minds need to change? Yeah, I think it, I, I don't have any kind of scientific evidence, but I feel like I've heard quite a few from quite a few sources, this idea that you are influenced by what you hear, by what you see, by even the people that speak into your life. Um, and that is what influences you the most, right? Not the things that you feel in your heart or your soul, but the, but the things that you process through your mind first, and then it settles in. And so I think this idea that you're renewing your mind first, right? You're, it's like the first step to, to really being transformed is that you have to capture those thoughts. You have to, um, be, be feeding your mind before you can feed your soul and in turn it will feed your soul. I just think it's kind of interesting. Cause I, I would have started with the heart. Interesting. Um, that man, you gotta, you gotta feel it first. And it's the feelings that that drives you towards thinking differently. It's because you're a feeler. <laughs> I'm more logical. Than That's that. I would like to think of myself as not a feeler, but okay. <laughs> or, or even like a doer, right? Yeah. Like, dude, uh, I don't. Don't teach me how to ride a bike. Put put me on the bike. Show me. Ask me to pedal. Yeah. Like that, that's how I would learn best. Mm-hmm. But I think there is something to this, mm-hmm. especially when when there are thoughts that can take you down the wrong road. Yeah. Um, a lot of us beat ourselves up mm-hmm. quite regularly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and nothing's holding us down more from moving further than what your thoughts are saying to you about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that negative tape that runs in your head all the time, right? It's always the same things. And... It does. It's it's very powerful. It is very powerful. Let's borrow a little, little more help from another letter from uh, Paul. Uh, this one to the Church of Corinth, 2 Corinthians 10.5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So get, getting our minds around God, His things, His goodness, His gospel in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I'd like to know how Paul did that. <laughs> Teach me your ways. <laughs> well, give, give, give us something. Uh, what, what do you think it means to take a thought captive? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, for me it would be, uh, you know, if I had a negative thought or I had a worry or I had a uh, fear, it would be not acting on it right away. Mm-hmm. I think it would be the taking a step away, maybe taking a deep breath, um, processing it, um, and then, and then changing the tape. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, 
okay, now instead of worrying about that, I'm going to trust in turn, I'm going to trust that God has it. Or Mm -hmm. instead of being, um, negative or bitter or whatever it is, I'm going to choose to see the positive. I'm going to be grateful for this part of it. So I Mm -hmm. think it's, it's almost like stopping it in its tracks and flipping it on its head. Yeah. Right. It it is. Cause, uh, and I I think chances are there's some negative thought pattern that's already holding you back from getting to your word. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it, it just kind of goes hand in hand. If there's supposed to be an advance, there's something pushing against, uh, simple things in my world. Like, uh, I used to have this, uh, this carpet square in the auditorium of our church where I'd call it my, uh, my preacher's carpet uh-huh. square of shame. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause for whatever reason, when I got done with my sermon mm-hmm. on any given week and I took that first step off the platform onto the ground, if a lot of negative thoughts would hit when mm. my foot touched that carpet square mm. of, you're not that smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't explain it well. Mm-hmm. You stammered on your words. Other people preach better than you. Mm-hmm. And how helpful was that to preparing a sermon for the following week? Right. Right. Uh, this is one thing like, yeah, you know, I'm telling myself it doesn't matter. I'm, you know, just beat myself up, whatever. Mm-hmm. It fueled nothing good for the next week. Right. Made me more fearful, mm-hmm. more reserved for next week. Well, and it, right it compounds so one week it's it may be one or two thoughts the next week it's another couple thoughts and then it's more and then it's more because you're not actually taking it captive you're letting it eat away at you right yeah. um yeah, yeah that's good yeah that's really it does good. keep building i think for me it, it often the thing that stops me or the negative thought that runs through my head is um i'm not a mature enough christian i don't mm-hmm. know enough i don't like, I don't hear well enough. How do I know that that's actually my, God's thought and not my thought? And I've heard that from multiple people. How do I, how do I discern that that's God and not me? Mm-hmm. Um, or how do I discern that that's God, God's will and not just my own desire trying to feed into, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm in a desperate situation or whatever it is. Um, so I do think that that doubt and the, those negative tapes do kind of mm-hmm. stop you in your tracks. Yeah. So whether it's on the doubt front like Cammie or the self mm-hmm. self-effacement friend, like, like my thoughts take me to, um, my best picture of what it means to take a thought captive is, it's like calling a timeout, hmm. especially in the game of basketball. I know different sports use their timeouts differently, but in the game of basketball, a timeout is there to change thinking. Hmm. The other team has momentum. Mm-hmm. They think they can't miss. They think mm-hmm. nothing, Every shot's going to go in. Every pass is going to be there. Every rebound is going to be theirs. They're thinking in that positive direction because it has been happening that way. Yeah, they're in a groove. Meanwhile, the coach that's about to call the timeout (laughs) is, I know I have a good team. Yeah. I know we play well. We can play with these guys. Mm -hmm. Problem is we do not think we can right now Mm -hmm. because they're scoring. We're not. Mm -hmm. We're throwing turnovers. They're not. Mm -hmm. It is... A game that is being lost in our heads. Yeah. And when that timeout is called, it's not to teach anything new about the game of basketball. Mm, mm-hmm. It's just to change the thinking all over again. Uh, stop thinking you can't and they can. Yeah. Start thinking that you can. Yeah. I had something similar happen to me within my first year on staff here where I... Uh, 
I don't have a pastor background. You know, I, I didn't come from ministry. And so when I came on staff, I compared myself to all the other pastors on staff. And I remember uh, maybe within the year, the first year, someone said to me, you are not Brian. You are not these other pastors. Like you are you and you're here for a reason, but you are not them. And that was huge for me because up until that point, I had had these like negative feelings of I can't do this because I'm not doing it like them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that does come. That's good. I like that kind of analogy of, of, um, it's not like you're relearning all these skills. It's just kind of a switch Yeah. mentally. Yeah. There's gotta be a trigger of. That's my negative thought. That's where it's happening. Mm-hmm. I've got to call a timeout. Yeah. I'm not going to let this keep going. Mm-hmm. Now, easier said than done, especially if you don't have anything <laughs> positive to fill it with. Right. <laughs> Again, Paul's writing letters. Yep. Give us a positive thought. What, is, what does he put out for us in that, Cammie? Yeah. Uh, Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, my brothers and sisters, always think about what is true. Think about what is noble, right, and pure. Think about what is lovely and worthy of respect. If anything is excellent or worthy of praise, think about those kinds of things. Hmm. My son has been uh, really anxious lately. And I, I uh, recently said to him, he asked me a question about, he just doesn't, he's trying to discern what's real and what's not lately. And so I said, well, how do you know what's real? And he said, I don't know. And I said, you got to go to the Bible. And I, that's what I think of when I read this, like, Hmm. How do we know what to think about when we want to think about what, something that's true and something that's noble and right and pure and lovely and res- worthy of respect? Like, you got to fill your 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 mind with the Bible, with Scripture. You got to fill it with prayer. We, got, you know, like, um, and I think when we're constantly filling it with social media and um, negative uh, conversations with friends, even if they're the best of friends sometimes that can just flood your brain. Um, and so going back to that scripture, going back to your word and going back to quiet Mm -hmm. sitting, uh, prayerful times with God and just saying, okay, God, fill me with what's true and what's noble and right and pure. And I love that, that how that could make that switch for you. And what we're doing with this kind of theme. Um, so all scriptures, God breathed, Mm-hmm. useful. But for this exercise, we're trying to get to our, our one thought is going to come from one verse in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Here's the verse you are going to memorize and pull out of your pocket. Every time the timeout gets called, yeah. I have a negative thought that needs to be taken captive before it drags me down. Mm-hmm. My positive thought isn't, it's not just self-help, right? Yeah. Like I am wonderful you and everybody loves it. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ain't that wonderful thought. and definitely not everybody loves me. You know? right. but, so so <laughs> don't don't lie to yourself. Find a scripture that has God's truth yeah. for yourself. You know, it's yeah. as simple as Googling verses in the Bible that have this word in it. God will lead you to one. Mm-hmm. And then like every time I need to take one thought captive, I'm going to fill it back in mm-hmm. with this scripture again. I have memorized it. I can look at it. This is going to be my thought uh, again and again and again. And if memorization is not your thing, put it on your phone and on mm-hmm. a sticky note and, you know, like flood it in all the places where you would nor- normally see it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it is true. Going back to it. And and your word is part of it, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So if your word for the year is vision, mm-hmm. you're going to find vision in 
wherever you go. Yeah. And in, in, instead of despair, mm-hmm. if your word is to enjoy this this year, um, you're, you're going to find the things that can be enjoyed mm-hmm. instead of constantly looking at the things that are unenjoyable. It's right. the difference between a crow and a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. Crow keeps looking for something. Mm-hmm. And what does the crow find? Garbage. Dead carcasses. <laughs> garbage. Like, yeah, that's... I wondered if that was a trick question. (laughs) Dead stuff, ugly stuff. It's because it's what it's looking for. It finds it. Yeah, that's true. What's a hummingbird find? Sweet, sweet nectar. Right. Yeah. And this is, this is really what it's doing inside of God, inside that word he's giving you. It's, I am going to use this to to look for the sweet stuff. Mm -hmm. I am going to intentionally choose not to be a crow and look for the dead, ugly stuff. Because if you do look for it, you will find it's it. It's there. It's, it's real. It's all over the place. <laughs> you, you can be honest about that. Yeah. But quit looking and, and picking at that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's taking your one word into one thought mm-hmm. and uh, combining those together. That's going to be the transforming through the renewing of your mind.